<laughs> See, I think more of the office right here. It's one of the staff meetings. Oh yeah, <laughs> M- Michael Scott's over there somewhere. Yeah, like they're all there's like one dude talking and everybody else is trying to see that DVD uh, label, try to hit the corner of the TV screen. <laughs> like, oh, so close! Come on, yeah, let's yeah, come that- on and think of where to put these technodromes. You know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes who do that's, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is my partner in Ninja Turtle crime, Joshua Rourke. Hi, everyone. How you doing? Hey, good morning, my man. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. Just uh, just getting up early. Just early. It was an early <laughs> day today. So Yeah, you know, guys, God bless Josh, because he gets up even earlier than I do. It is, what, 7 o'clock your way? Yeah, it's, it's 7 o'clock right now. Yeah, we actually kind of got a late start. We were we were going to start a little bit earlier, but yeah, it's 8 o'clock my way, Eastern time. It's 7 his, which is Central time, yes. I yeah. think. Yeah. So... Bright and early talking about turtles, and what's going to be even funnier is I think you and I have some different opinions about this particular issue, which would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So we're covering the IDW TMNT 2020 comic issue written by Paul Aller and the arts by Nelson Daniel. So we're going to be covering that uh, here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Josh, I wanted to tell you, I've not even told Josh this yet. We've been talking for the last what forty five minutes? We've been about talking for an hour. All right, kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, um, I was thinking about adding just a real, real quick segment, which I call "Hot Riding Podcasters from Dimension X." And this idea was started by the Turtle Power Podcast, where basically we just, you know, give a quick uh, nod and a quick slice of pizza to some of our buddies out there in the Ninja Turtle community. So, real quick, if you guys will bear with me. I just wanted to give a plug to Turtle Power Podcast. I've been listening to them for a long time. Uh, Ryan and Alex just recorded their most recent episode, and they, they talked about a lot of the NECA figures. Wanted to also give another uh, slice of pizza to TMNT Minute. They just did a an episode dedicated to some of the back issues, and they covered Mir- Mirage Issue 1 from Volume 1, and they compared it to the IDW uh, first issue, which was awesome. And they gave a lot of uh, love to Jim Lawson, too, so I thought that was really cool. And then speaking of Jim Lawson, Turtle Soup, another podcast I've listened to for quite some time. I think on episode 191, Eric and Ryan discussed volume two, issues three and four, which were, again, all Jim Lawson there. And also, if I could real quick, I just want to beg a show to come back. All right, there's a guy named Zach out there who was a great host, and I was a big fan of his show since its inception, which was Booyaka Show. It was a episode-by-episode podcast dedicated to the Nickelodeon series. So, Zach, if you're listening, please come back. And then uh, and then the last one is I just want to give a big slice to all our other buddies in the uh, Ninja Turtle community like Turtle Power Pod, TMNT Power Hour. Uh, there's a German podcast out there that has quite a bit of episodes. It's called TMNT Dare Talk. I just wanted to say you guys are doing a fantastic job. I would love to be able to give you specifics and what they're covering right now, but I don't have enough hours in the day to listen to every single podcast out there. But I just wanted to, you know, some quick respect to all the other, uh, all the other great shows out there, guys. This is not um, what's a, a competition or anything like that. No one, if, to my knowledge, no one's making money doing this. So we might as well just try to help each other out and uh, spread the word because there's some great content out there for for all fans. So yeah, I've that. never listened to any of those shows. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Well, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts. I I just you know. Just, I hey, we're all busy. You got five kids and a wife. Well, you know, I don't use them as a. They're not a crutch or an excuse to me. I mean, until they need to be. And <laughs> I, don't know, I just I don't listen to, I don't I don't listen to like podcasts or music or anything that much. So 
It's nothing nothing against anybody. I just don't do it. No. You know, just, I understand. Hey, everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got their thing. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I kind of go in waves. I'll listen to some podcasts for a while, then I'll kind of take a break from that and do something else. Mm-hmm. And I was just uh, in a Ninja Turtle mood. Been really active on Twitter lately. And thank, thank you for all the feedback we got on Twitter this week. And I think it was Ryan from Turtle Power Podcast was just kind of giving a nod to all the all the great Turtle casts out there. I was like, how nice is that? So I, I tried to do the return the favor. So so kudos to all of you guys in Calabunga. So, uh so, Hosehead, have you gotten any turtle pickups over the last couple weeks? Oh, uh, well, I was going to, but then, thanks to the weather, it got delayed. So, next week, <laughs> we'll hear about, um, I'm getting the, the fourth and fifth volume of the TMNT Universe comic. So Nice. So, just, they, they only had out, they only had uh, five volumes, because they did 25 issues. And then that, I still haven't figured out if TMNT Universe was canceled, or if it's done. I mean, I know it's done either way, but like, was that all they had planned was twenty five issues, or was it canceled? I mean, twenty five is a good milestone. I, it, I could see it being either way. Yeah, and you know, it, it's. I guess this sounds really stupid, but it really blew my mind how long when I realized how long twenty five months was. It was like that's just over <laughs> two years. It's like wow, because I remember, I remember when we first talked about the first issue of Universe. Yeah, man, that was too. By now it's longer, but you know it was like two years and a month ago. Wow. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is, time flies because I still consider that to be a brand new series. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, 25 issues have come and gone. And I, I remember when it first came out, I was like all excited because it was brand new. It's just funny how quickly time flies, and yet at the same time, 25 issues is a long time. Yeah, you know, and I would rather. I mean, personally speaking, for me. I would rather see more from Universe than I would sequels to TMNT Ghostbusters or TMNT Batman or Bebop and Rocksteady. That's kind of how I feel, yeah. You know, I mean, I love I love Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, I think it was called Destroy Everything. Mm-hmm. And then the sequel. Yeah, the second one. The sequel, the, the trade to the sequel comes out on the 5th of this month, actually. So by the time this right, comes out, yeah. it'll be out. And it's called Bebop and the, Rocksteady Hit the Road. Hit the Road. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I had that wrong. Yeah, the first yeah. one was Destroy Everything. The second one was Hit the Road. Yeah, and it was just – and I was thinking to myself, I know I'm going to buy it. And more than likely, I'm going to enjoy it because I enjoyed the first <laughs> one. But, like, why did we get a sequel to Bebop and Rocksteady? You know, I mean, because those are not main characters. You know, it's just like I would much rather get, like, an that. But then it's just also me, like – in a weird way, kind of wanting more of the same where it was like tales of the TMNT was an anthology series that ran for years. Thanks to Jim mm-hmm. Lawson. And now this was basically tales of the TMNT all over again, but this time it was Paul, Paul Aller. I think it was, mm-hmm. um, he worked on and uh, worked Sophie on, Campbell too. Sophie Campbell. They primarily mm-hmm. worked on universe. And as much as I loved that, you know, it was just, as much as I love the sequels to Ghostbusters and Batman, I, I would much rather see Universe come back, you know. But yeah, whatever. It's well, had its. Well, you know, I I share the same I share the same opinion you do. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm one of those weirdos that actually always like the Tales comics better because you get it's slower paced. You get the backstories of each character. Yeah. And not to say that Universe was slow paced, but it reminded me of Tales a little bit. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of disheartening knowing that. It's a shame. I think so much more could have been done with the universe. Yeah. And I'm just thankful that we got the 25 issues we did because they were fantastic. And I love that you had your main storyline, you know, your main tale. And then after that, you had like a, a mini story, a short story about one of the characters at the very end, which, you know, I thought was so neat. And you'd have a lot of guest writers come on for that. And I just thought that concept was so nice. And now we don't have that. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a little disappointing, but really, really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, and it's not to say we can't go back and read the old books. I mean, they're they're, Absolutely, yeah. they're all over the place. I mean, everything, especially with the digital comic book age that we're in now, it's just like you you have no excuse to not have the comics you want to have. You know, it's just, yeah, they're there, absolutely. they're cheap. You know, they're and since we're talking about crossovers and side stories and something, I'm going to put out a theory that I have real quickly, if you don't mind. Oh, please. Um, recently. IDW has reached a licensing agreement with Marvel, and um, they're actually putting out IDW. IDW is putting out what's called uh, the Marvel Action Line. So you're going to be getting IDW versions of 
Spider-Man, The Avengers, uh, I think even Fantastic wow. and a couple of others. And like there's this really I'm gonna send it to you real quick. Um, there's this really cool alternate cover to the new Spider-Man comic book that Kevin Eastman did. And I just Oh wow, yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, and it's the the Marvel Action Spider-Man as presented by IDW follows the exploits of Peter Parker, Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy. And oh, cool. I think that's a really cool alternate cover. I'm going to try I think I might try to buy that even though I, I don't really I don't really care about Spider-Man that much anymore, but like I really like that that's Kevin Eastman's Spider-Man. It's like I never thought I would see Kevin Eastman drawing Spider-Man. And he does a good Spider-Man. It looks great. Yeah. His Gwen Stacy, though, the the one in white and black. <laughs> She's pretty ripped. That's a buff female, man. <laughs> <laughs> she could kill me. Nothing wrong with that. I, you know, not, a, not at all. Man, sometimes you want an Amazon. But, <laughs> but like... Kevin Eastman draws women one of two ways. Either they look like a pinup model or they look like a pinup bodybuilder. You know, just... That's true. It's an interesting way to put it, yeah. I know, I know. Like, well, Josh and I were just talking before this about how even the the quote-unquote nerds that, you know, or the everyman in a lot of comic books, they're still more shredded than we'll ever be. Oh, God, man. Like, Peter Parker... (laughs) Dude, Peter Parker's hot, man. I don't know. I don't don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Must be nice. But anyway, my theory is that you're going to see within the next year, maybe two, you're going to see a Spider-Man Ninja Turtles crossover because of this. And I'd be okay. You know what? My my head would explode. Star Wars, Turtles. Calling it. That would – okay. I'd rather see Star Trek Turtles. Oh, no. Just because of the toy line. Well, you know, not just because of the toy line, but Star Trek <laughs> makes more sense because, like, what is Star Wars? It's a bunch of wizards with laser swords. Oh, you stop that. Don't you dare talk that well, way. Well, dude, no, for the, for the turtles, the Star Wars you characters, for, for Ninja Turtles, though, Star Wars is too overpowered. Okay. Well, no, not necessarily. Dude, not, dude, not with Donnie's I would totally prowess. love to see Raph throw down with Worf, man. Come on. <laughs> I'd like to see Raph throw down with Chewie. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, team, I'll, team up with you. I'll, I'll give you that one. But like, can you imagine the storyline of Donatello being taken over by the Borg? Come on, dude. I, I don't. I don't dislike Star Trek. See, that's the thing. I'm sorry, this is way off topic. But yeah. I I can't stand the polarizing. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, you have to hate Star Trek. If you're a Star Trek, fan, oh yeah, you hate no, Star Wars. Don't wait. I, I like both. I just happen to like Star Wars a little bit more, but I don't dislike Star Trek. I even have a lot of their Next Generation books. Um, yeah, I, I love Star Trek, but. I'm just a Star Wars guy. And how dare you say it's just a bunch of wizards with lightsabers? With No, I didn't say lightsabers. I said <laughs> laser swords. Laser swords. Oh, wow. That's right. That's right. Wiz- Even space more wizards and laser oh, swords. God. And like, But, like, you know, I mean, like. Josh ruins the, everything. What's the TV crossover? Show. What's the crossover appeal? What? Shredder versus Darth Vader. What Shredder <gasps> do with his karate against Darth Vader? Hey, Shredder's in hell right now, okay? Yeah. He can do anything. And you know what? If he fought Vader, he'd go back. You know, <laughs> oh, you hoser. Well, yeah. I, we got to. What we really need to see is Ninja Turtles Daredevil. Uh, that, you know, that's not far fetched. That could happen. I don't know why that has. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that didn't happen before Ninja Turtles Batman. Because like, I agree with you. That, yeah. that, that I think about the influence. I think that that's got something to do with Marvel, and or probably DC. Actually, or uh, not DC. Probably Disney. Uh, telling Marvel you can't use that because, like, I'm sure Disney is still salty on the fact that they originally, like, um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird tried selling selling the property to Disney, and Disney, like, laughed them out of the office, and they're like, okay, well, we're not doing this. And then Playmates got a hold of it, and Murakami Wolf and all that, and it became this huge franchise, and Disney's like, Missed out on that one. Yeah, so, I don't think Disney's hurting. Uh, no, no, they're not hurting. But like, can you imagine, dude? I just, I, I just immediately started thinking of franchise appeal, and it was just like, can you imagine seeing like Leonardo try to fight Thanos? It was just, oh yeah, yeah, or um, maybe uh, Leonardo against uh, Gaston. Against Gaston, yeah. In Disney, absolutely. Well, dude, no, you know what it is? Like, let's see Gaston and LeFou, like, just like, yeah, enter a drinking contest with Michelangelo and Raphael. That'd be funny. Just like, or or uh, Hun, yeah. 
Yeah, just beer fight, you know. <laughs> Uh, frozen crossover, calling okay. it. Frozen crossover. <laughs> For the first time in forever. Oh, um, man. But, like, I, I remember when we interviewed Kevin Eastman, and he even, he, like, just kind of, just kind of nonchalantly said that, you know, Marvel's not going to do Daredevil and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I, I don't even think that he realized he said that. And I don't even think it's in the episode. I think you cut it out. But I remember. Oh, saying, really? Yeah, I remember him saying that, where it's like, Ninja Turtles, Daredevil's not going to happen. And I remember wanting to ask him, whoa, wait a minute, where'd that come from? You know, because... Oh, wow. See, you caught that. I never caught that. Wow. Yeah, and it, that's that's what I remember. I just yeah. I just want to say that because it's not in the episode. And maybe because, like, we only had him for 20 minutes, you were trying to edit everything down. But, like... Oh, sure, yeah. And I don't even remember if it was in the first interview we had with him or the second one because... I think it was when he was talking... No, it was in the first interview because he was talking about Ninja Turtles and Commandy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, which I don't. Has that ever happened? No, not yet. Not yet. But now, that... Commandy. I think that's a very. Wait a minute. Did it happen? Because they did the Commandy challenge, and I think Kevin Eastman did do something with that. I mean, I got to Google that now. I know that they had a, the Commandy challenge, and I know that. Yeah. Kevin Eastman, like he wanted that to be the sequel to Batman Ninja Turtles. He wanted to do Commandy Ninja Turtles. Because like he had said that that was a dream project of his. Yeah. That. Oh, what a. What, I mean, that would be perfect. That crossover there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to take your word on it. I have never read. I never heard of Commandy until he mentioned it. Re- well, I. I had heard of it, but I had never read it. Okay. Um. Hang on. Let me see here. I think he worked on issue nine. Uh, guys, I could be wrong here. I'm just looking at the signed copy of issue nine. It's signed by Kevin Eastman, and I think I remember hearing that he was involved in that one. So yeah. Uh, for the Commandy challenge. I think it was issue nine. He either he just drew the cover or he actually did part of the story and and the artwork for it. I can't remember, but yeah, he he was involved in it and he's a big fan. So I I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's cool. But yeah, guys, uh, before we get into the 2020 issue, I just wanted to address some feedback we got. Um, we have one from a new listener, so it's so cool to to read a new email from a new listener. So this one's from Derek, and he says, "Hey guys." Relatively new listener, but I love the podcast. So I have a theory on why the second movie was more critically acclaimed, but failed to generate the same money as the first. Referring to the um, 2014 and 2016 movie. Oh, okay. All right. So he says, so the first one was a smash because it was the first live-action TMNT we've seen since 1993. So everyone wanted to check it out. It was okay. The turtle designs were mostly negatively received, but they grew on me. The plot was kind of terrible. The Shredder was shoehorned in, and Johnny Knoxville was Leo. I mean, come on. So when the second one came out... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know what? I Just very briefly, I didn't mind Johnny Knoxville. You know, he was <laughs> he was fine. So. You, know, you know, you even said Johnny Knoxville the way Johnny Knoxville says Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> me, and, me and Nicole, every now and then, we'll, we'll do a... When, um, Leonardo introduces himself to April. He says, ma'am, we're ninjas. And he even says it like, I'm Johnny Knoxville and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> and I imagine I, every now and then Nicole and I will go up to each other and be like, I'm Leonardo. Welcome to Jackass. You know? <laughs> I'd watch that show. I would Just totally turtles doing that stunts. <laughs> Jackass by way of Michelangelo and Mondo Gecko. You know, that's, that's what. Oh, that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. I'd watch, yeah, I'd definitely watch it. Could you imagine him with a you know a Ninja Turtles version of that show with the Mutanimals? That'd be funny, playing <laughs> pranks on people. Oh, it'd be great. I'm sorry, Derek. Uh, I just de- you derailed everything, Derek. <laughs> How dare you? Derailing Derek. I think we got a new nickname. Derailing Derek. Yeah. Well, welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs> Apparently, Johnny Knoxville is super important to the both of us. So yeah, we've been talking oh, about that's it. That's so funny. <laughs> that's great. So he says. Uh, so when the second one came out. I think everyone just expected more of the same. I know I did. I actually skipped out on Out of the Shadows because the first one was kind of meh to me. You know, I kind of feel the same way, Derek. I I, I didn't hate the first one. I, I didn't love it. It was okay. It was okay. So I wasn't super excited for Out of the Shadows until I found out that Bebop and Rockstar were going to be involved. And I was like, okay, I got to check this out. Right. Um, so he says, I figured I'd just catch it on Blu-ray. I really hate that I made that decision because I really loved Out of the Shadows. It may be it may be my second favorite film behind the first one. Uh, 
talking about the 1991. And I really like the direction they took with it. It's a shame that we won't get a trilogy, but it's a fault of the fans like me who skipped out. Anyway, keep up the good work. Derek from Kentucky. Yeah, Derek, again, so how email, dare man. you, Derek from Kentucky? Why? You didn't see oh, it. Oh, because he theater. didn't see it. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's funny. I think that's I think a summary a of a lot of people, though. Yeah, like a lot of people did that. Like a lot of people were just like, oh, I'll just wait for Blu-ray because like it made like no money. (laughs) It made something like two hundred and ninety million dollars, which I mean, that's I mean, that's still bonkers money. But when the last one made like five hundred million, it it made half of the the gross uh, profit. And then when it came out on Blu-ray, it was a huge seller on Blu-ray out of the Mm -hmm. shadows was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of kind of – I hate to say cult following. It's not that old, but uh, I, it does have a following. I think it's got a lot more respect among fans than the first one did. Yeah. Uh, yeah seems, and you know what? It, it, the second movie kind of ended in a way where you didn't really need a third one. I could see that. You know, like, I mean, all the, the bad guys were beaten and shanghai off in Dimension X. Mm-hmm. Turtles got the key to the city and they were like oh, – if anything, a sequel would be super interesting because the Turtles don't have to hide anymore. That's true. You know, because they came out of their shells. They came out of the shadows, man. Like they were, <laughs> they came out of their shells. You know, they were skipping stones, whatever. <laughs> they were like, they were given interviews on flipping TV. You know, <laughs> yeah, like C-SPAN. Oh gosh. Well, you know, I- I'm with you there. I think it it ended. It was an interesting chapter in, in Ninja Turtles history, and yeah. and uh, at least it it didn't end on a cliffhanger. So, um, oh yeah. Yeah, and I think it got they got stronger. You know, I thought the second one was stronger than the first one, so it might as well end while you're while you're ahead in some ways. Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. But before we talk about the uh, 2020 issue, I did want to mention that we did get some feedback on it. And I, I think I wanted to mention it early so I wouldn't forget. Mm-hmm. That's why I got it written down here. But um, there's a new listener. Her name is Alessandra. She has her own Patreon page. Uh, she's a wonderful artist. I've seen her work. So it's patreon.com slash Alessandra with an S and uh, two S's in the middle. No X. Alessandra DC. And I'll put a link in our show notes for it. Hmm. And I've, I've seen a lot of her artwork. She does a lot of turtle artwork, and it's fantastic. She actually wrote in on Twitter and said, first of all, this is about 2020. She said, first of all, this is a fantastic creative team. And I usually love everything Aller writes, but this one just didn't work for me. I was so hyped, too. The tone was so inconsistent, and the most interesting parts of the story were glossed over. So I kind of talked to her a little bit more about it, and she said, uh, she explained a little further. She says, the changes to Leo and Mikey were the most interesting to me, and we get very little exploration of how these happened. And they even end up being used as comic relief in some parts. Also, the reunion with Don after he's been held captive had no emotional impact. So yeah, I... Definitely want to talk about that. That's yeah. really interesting. And she makes some very strong points. Uh, nothing she said um, wasn't correct. I mean, it, we, with this issue, first of all, for those of you who haven't read it, it's set 20 years into the future. And I'm assuming this isn't continuity right here, right? I really hope it's not they, because this kind of takes the <laughs> gas out of all the stories going on now. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, one one thing to its credit, though, none of the characters that, that were in issue 90, aside from the Turtles, mm-hmm. I don't think they're in this book, you know. Um, old Hob obviously doesn't make an appearance. Sally Pride does. Yeah. Um, so she, you, we know that she survived City at War. <laughs> That's about it. And a lot uh, else, and a lot after that. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so without any further ado, what do you say we get into this thing, Hosehead? All right. The uh, first off, some context: Ninja Turtles 2020 is part of an initiative by IDW Comics this month, celebrating their 20th anniversary as a comic book publisher. So there are several titles uh, under the IDW banner that are doing these 2020 storylines, which are, I'm going to assume that they're one-shot stories that are out of continuity that take place either 20 years in the future or 20 years in the past. And so Ninja Turtles, as, as Rob already mentioned, takes place 20 years in the future to find three of the four turtles, uh, invading Europe um behind enemy lines from the Utram army so apparently there has been this huge invasion from from the Utrams and the turtles and their friends are now freedom fighters trying to stave off a further invasion and they're yeah. trying to uh 
they're trying to halt the coming of another technodrome. So, yeah, yeah. So we're under the concept that that there's another technodrome, and it, it's kind of interesting. So it's set in the future, yet it's also a flashback. It's which is weird. <laughs> you yeah. Have a, yeah, at first, the first reading over it, I was like, I don't know what's happening, what's present and what's past here. Yeah, it's like Michelangelo is narrating it. Yes, so so it's told from uh, – here's something immediately that's striking for, for both of us, I'm sure. It's uh, – Michelangelo is a leader. How do you feel about that? I, You know what? That's cool. I, you know what? I didn't like uh, – okay, so we might as well just talk about the turtles here. Okay, so <laughs> sure. like – so, like, the biggest character differences is – because Raphael still the same. Because uh, the, the thing that's cool about Raphael is just, like, he's Raphael. He doesn't really change. Ah, uh, Raph got cooler, I think. He just – yeah, he's cooled off a bit. Yo, yeah, that's a great way to describe him. He's cooled off. Like, he's not quite as aggressive and impulsive. He's actually improved in a lot of ways because now he's a military tactician. Yeah. and Yeah, he, which I think is so cool that it's him that's the tactician. And you know what? It's kind of fitting, though. That's what they always do with Raphael, like, when they tell future storylines – He's always got like he always ends up in a in a having some kind of responsibility outside of himself. Mm-hmm. So like in this one, he's a military leader. But like in Turtles Adventures, the TMNT Adventure comics from Archie, he had uh, him and his girlfriend were living together, and they like he had a home and a bar and everything, and he was like protecting that his like little corner of New York City. And that was yeah. it. And then in Volume Four, he was just kind of just not angry anymore and just kind of went along with whatever Leonardo wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what, that's kind of his progression. He always just is angry until he's not anymore. And mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that that's still consistent today. Donatello is almost a no show in this book. Yeah. That, uh, well, yeah, I want to talk about the reunion later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently what's happened with Donatello is he was kidnapped. He's an um, ambassador. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was a civil war among the Utrams here, and uh, he he was kidnapped. And according to Raph, he's the unofficial ambassador of mutant kind. Uh, after he's he's been held captive here, so he's been separated from the turtles for it doesn't say how long. Yeah, they don't. Tell but them. a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been. I, I'm assuming years. And Mikey says something kind of weird in, in this issue that I kind of was like, well, that doesn't sound like something Mikey would say. He said, you know, our number one priority was finding the Technodrome, not reuniting with with Donnie. And I get the greater good concept here, but Mikey, at least in in the way we see IDW now, he's a no turtle left behind kind of turtle. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that seems to be Mikey's character. But th- that could just be my interpretation of him. But, you know, I think it is fitting that he's leader, though, because I think you and I have discussed this. Michelangelo already seems like in a roundabout way he's the leader now in the current run. Issue 90. Yeah. You know? He's a leader anyway. Yeah. He's, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and also, I mean, you're saying that, that he does things that don't see char- seem characteristically Michelangelo. Another thing that, you know, in their defense, though, like this is mm-hmm. supposed to be 20 years in the future. Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, like, you're not the guy you were at 15. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. I know, man. I've seen pictures. I hated you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. Yeah, man, you were just you, you were the worst. You were always the worst. I know it's true. And getting, so anyway, getting worse. Um, but like, it is. It, Michelangelo certainly is happy to see Donatello, but he was kind of like, "Yeah, we're trying to keep Europe from being a crater." So, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I understood where he was there, mm-hmm. you know, and I I completely. But like, and also. It's like you say that there's like character changes and everything and character progression that just seems out of left field a little bit. I would argue that there isn't. You know, like Michelangelo, he's a little mellower, but he's still like joking around and hey, pepperoni. You know, he's still. Oh, no, no, no. I No, overall, I liked Mikey in this issue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, so did I. But like I liked him because he was still Michelangelo. And it was, he wasn't. You really think Mikey would say that, though? You know, ah. I mean, he was happy. He was happy to see Don. Okay, I'm just gonna go in into my gripe right away. I know we're jumping ahead. So later on in the story, the turtles are finally reunited with Donatello. Right. And I get there's a ton, there's a ton going on in this issue, and I understand this that the reason why they probably cut it or they they didn't think of including it. Mm-hmm. There's I agree with Alessandra on the point that it just seems like their reunion after so many years 
not emotionally driven at all. It was just like, oh, hey, Donnie, you showed up. Okay, let's fight these guys real quick. Well, you know? I mean, they get reunited in the middle of a fight. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But even one panel, I mean, one panel just, just Michelangelo is almost in tears because he finally saw his brother for the first time in years. Just one panel. I get it. It's a very fast-paced issue. Mm-hmm. But just something, you know, throw us, throw us one bone to make us care that they got reunited. That's the, that's the only gripe I have in this entire issue. I like everything else that happens here. Except for that one scene. That's the only gripe I have. Well, see, my, my big gripe comes from, I mean, I get what you're saying. And I I, com- I agree. I mean, to a certain point, just because it's ultimately not that big of a deal to me. Because, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm not saying it is for you, but, like, I would argue that Michelangelo really has, I mean, it's cool that he's a leader. And I like that he's a leader. And he's showing in the comic books now that he could be one. Uh-huh. But, like, outside of that, he's still Michelangelo. He hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And even Raphael changed. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's made he's made the character progression that we all know he's going to make. Um, but like, so it's not surprising to see that Raphael's cooled off a bit. But Michelangelo still—it just seems like Michelangelo. You know, it's just and that's and I, and I understand that. This is my big thing about this issue is like it's only like it's barely thirty pages. And I get and I get the impression that this was mandated by whoever Bobby Kernow's boss was that, hey, we're doing this initiative. You have to do a Turtles comic. That's 20 mm-hmm. years in the future. Don't care what it is. It's just got to be a single issue kind of thing. It's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and I don't know if that's how it happened, but that's the impression that I get. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I can't say I blame anybody. They had this initiative in mind. They wanted to celebrate their 20th anniversary. That's a milestone for any publishing company. Yeah. And just, all right, fine. I think that this issue was a missed opportunity a bit. But, like, my big gripe really is with their handling of Leonardo. Oh, okay. Okay. He's another one that – very different. Very different. I mean, it – go ahead. I, you just – I'd like to hear what you think first. Yeah. And I'm not even a Leonardo guy. I mean, I like Leonardo. He's mm-hmm. awesome. I really like him. But, like – I don't I don't get like how uninvolved he is with anything. It's like he just Michelangelo straight up says at one point that you know he spends most of his time on the astral plane. It's like okay, so why why is he on the astral plane all the time? Is he addicted to it? Is there like something that's keeping him there? You know, yeah. and now he can like teleport, and he can do all this weird stuff and that I understand they're mutants, but that's not the. I mean, this isn't X Men. That's not the kind of mutants they are, you know. And it just, mm-hmm. it really just doesn't make sense. The superpowers that Leonardo has. It's like I get that twenty years is a long time, but dude, context. We, you know, we kind of need it a little bit. Well, sure, sure. Well, Michelangelo. The, the most we get is um, it says Michelangelo says here. Now, first of all, the whole layout of the issue is Michelangelo is explaining what happened. A little bit earlier with, yeah. with the first technodrome they were trying to blow up. All right, so it's kind of like a flashback story that's set in the future. Which I get it now. It took me two readings to quite understand. Yeah. But, um, Eventually, all of them narrate what. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So Michelangelo says toward the beginning, he says, "I didn't want to take over, but after Leo started to withdraw into himself, explore his mystic side, and all that, he always took the weight of the world upon his shoulders. And I guess after a while, it started to crush him." We had to let him step down as leader or risk losing him even more than we already had. So something happened to Leo. We just don't know what. And I get it. It's it's a one-and-done kind of issue. It's just it seems so radically different that he's kind of – I mean he, he sneaks around. He's a very, very – he's still a very powerful asset to the team. Yeah. That's concerning where it's just like he, he has plot armor now. He's He's overpowered and he just – he, I mean, it's used to a great comedic effect a couple of times when he can just teleport in and out of someplace. Mm-hmm. It's like he teleports into the Technodrome and freaks out this whole platoon of Krang soldiers. Yeah. And it's and it's really funny. But then, then he dips out. and uh, But, like, it's they just made him too... He's too strong. Yeah. And he's just got these... Like, he can just... You just can't hurt him now. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I get it. It's one issue... This might not – my big concern is that this is an indication of to where they're – like I don't even think this is for 2020. I think this is them testing the grounds for what can we get away with. Oh, 
Okay. You know, huh. I, I kind of think I kind of think this was like what Deviations was. It's like, would people be willing to ha- to read about super dark turtles if they yeah. wanted to? It's like, yeah, sure, everybody liked Deviations, but like, do you really want a whole series that's kind of like that now? You know, yeah, and I right. kind of think that's what they were doing with this one. Is I, I think they're testing the waters to be like, okay, are they going to accept that Leonardo is going to become a Jedi? Are they going to accept that Raphael is going to be chill, or Michelangelo is a leader, or Donatello just gets caught? You know, yeah. <laughs> just right. <laughs> you know, Donatello is now April O'Neil from the cartoon. He just gets caught every week, and <laughs> and yeah, that's that's just what I I didn't care for that i didn't i mean everything else about this issue was fine i mean like the the action and vile i mean this was a super violent comic i mean like there's blood and gore and guts in a few panels not a lot not every page but like you see a couple of panels of uh leonardo slicing open a couple of krangs like they never show the actual wound and they never show like the sword go into a krang but you see Leonardo thrust his arm toward a crane, and then you see blood flying up from some. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Utram gore. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, and that's the trade-off. He's doing it the Utrams. It's not like they're fighting the purple dragons like this, because like you you look back at IDW's comics for the turtles, and the people that get like the serious damage done to them are things mm-hmm. that don't look human. Like human characters get knocked out a lot, you know. But that's really about it. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of definitely a lot of blood here, but hey, it's not human blood, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't make it green. You know, it's it's red. <laughs> That'd blood. be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or like that's this ochre colored blood or something, but whatever. Yeah. So so what happens here is um, they're storming Italy while Sally Pride is taking care of. I think it was Berlin. Yes. Um. Yeah, Sally Pride and the Pride Fighters, which I love that concept. That's cool. <laughs> the it's interesting. Pride She's fighters. the yeah, I love that. And it's interesting that she's the only mutanimal you see. That makes me think. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen City of War. But, you know what? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe she just got like just fed up with Old Hob or maybe even Michelangelo or Ray Filet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like her and Ray Filet seem to be real uh, close. They have like a brother-sister relationship. Yeah, I love that dynamic. I do too, yeah. It's so cool to see that like a dude and a girl are friends and like it doesn't become like a relationship type thing where like they're yeah. like they're those two are like family to each other yeah like and, like, sister. it would be really cool if like okay ray is dead and she's like i'm just not gonna be here anymore just because like i was here for him you know yeah. so now i'm out and then she becomes like a military hero you know i like that yeah yeah that's pretty cool uh, speaking of pretty cool, pepperoni's finally growing. Pepperoni, yeah, he's, he's a, we just talked about that. Yeah, she's a. Is it a? She, I th- I'm. I think pepperoni's a she because she's pink. Oh, maybe that's super not progressive of me to think. That <laughs> way, but, you know, uh, maybe yeah, she, maybe she is a boy and pepperoni's watermelon colored. <laughs> I like that watermelon color. You don't hear that much. Yeah, but. Uh, Go back to the comic. I love that Leo. Uh, one thing I will say, Leo is very useful to the team. I mean, he he's able to sneak around and everything. Plot on and uh, right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he sneaks into. Well, he's looking for the Technodrome. And I will say this: Leo has one of the funniest lines in the entire book. Uh, here in a little bit, but um, yeah, he sneaks into one of the Utron bases and wants to know where the Technodrome is. And and meanwhile, Mikey and Raph they're surrounded until the opposing Utrams crash the party. Who I guess they were the. Um, the resistance fighters that Donnie broke out of prison. Yeah. And, you know, that's where we talked about Donnie finally shows up with these Utrams and save Mikey and Raph who are battling in the alley. So Mikey's like, oh, Donnie, you're back. But where's the Technodrome? And he's like, really? You couldn't figure it out? <laughs> Duh. And he just, yeah, he just kind of points to uh, one of the uh, palaces. And I'm, I'm sure it's probably a famous one. Is I that just supposed don't know to be? Name. I thought that was the Vatican. Oh, is that the Vatican? It was like, okay. dude, can you imagine, like, how miffed would Catholics be? <laughs> so that's what they've been doing in there. Yeah, I was like, really? That's what's <laughs> man. Oh, gosh. Dead Sea Scrolls in there or some stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Technodrome just bursts out of the top of it. And, of course, uh, the turtles, they're just all in shock. And then Leo goes, uh, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> And then Raphael's right there. He says, good work, Leo. Yeah, attaboy, Leo. <laughs> I love how the Technodrome is that classic Technodrome from the old cartoon. No, oh, me too. Where it's just, too. I mean, like, I don't even know how this thing doesn't tip over. Because, like, 
you see this massive just orb of metal and guns, itty bitty little tank treads on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Apparently, they can still get them around pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like I get how tank treads like. I mean, I've driven tanks, so I know how they turn, but, like, Mm -hmm. that thing is too big. This thing is too big for the track width that it has on the treads. Oh, yeah, I know. That's where, like, being an adult kind of ruins the magic of comic books. So, like, if I were, like, 15, I would have adored this thing. But, like, now (laughs) as a 35-year-old, I was just like, ugh, 20 years later, Josh doesn't like comics. So (laughs) Josh ruins everything. Josh hates Josh ruins everything. Yeah, <laughs> that should be a show. I'm telling that, you, that we should do every every other week or every like first week of the month. We'll have Josh ruins Ninja Turtles. Oh gosh, don't do that. I I think I would hate you. Yeah, and I love you, uh, Leo. So he transports into the Technodrome and he's about to detonate the bomb that was planted by Donnie's armed resistance fighters. So the turtles they scatter because they know that this Technodrome's about to blow. Um and. And then uh, Donnie, he's, he's I, don't, I don't get, I don't get how that's their plan. Like they they do all this work to unearth the Technodrome. Yeah, just to right. blow it up. <laughs> just to blow it up. Just to blow it up. And uh, so Donnie, he's about to get it by one of the Utrams, but Leo transports and and punches the Utram in the face and saves Donnie. And then the Technodrome explodes. And then of course they it goes back to Michelangelo explaining what happened, and he he called that event the Battle of Florence. And and during that time, one of the the surviving Utrams who's is about to die, he says uh, he informs the turtles that that was just a backup technodrome. There are technodromes everywhere on the earth. You know that this was just one little setback for them, and that yeah. kind of sets up what's going on for the rest of the issue. It's basically the turtles have pretty much have to scout out certain territories and see if they can destroy another technodrome. And that's kind of where this issue ends. Yeah, you know, you got the you see a lot of landmarks getting blown up because they had technodromes under them. Yeah, like you see uh, Athena's uh, temple in Greece. You see Big Ben in London. You see uh, the Kremlin in Russia. And then mm-hmm. I don't know what page this is. Hold on, uh, page twenty-one on the bottom panel. There's this war room, like something out of Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> it's just I can't believe because that's such an I don't I don't know if it's like I, I'm gonna assume this is like an American concept of a military leaders meeting but like just to see like all these little pink brains I know it's kind of funny they're all arguing <laughs> they're all arguing and drinking coffee and like you know there's like a Nikita Khrushchev hitting the table with his with his shoe or something like that <laughs> so I think more of the office right here it's one of the staff meetings. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michael Scott's over there somewhere. Yeah, like they're all there's like one dude talking and everybody else is trying to see that DVD uh, label, try to hit the corner of the TV screen. <laughs> like, oh, so close! Come on, yeah, let's yeah, come they're... on and think of where to put these technodromes. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the the leader is is super fired up because he thinks that uh, you know they're all. He thinks he's inspiring everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. But, yeah, uh, and then, you know, basically it cuts away. The turtles kind of explain one last time, you know, the odds look hopeless, but we've been fighting against hopeless odds for 20 years with a lot more victories than losses. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've got another 20 years in me. So what do you say? And, you know, they kind of just drop down, and they're about to take their next target, which looks like it's going to be in Paris, France. And that's the end of this issue, which – for me, I really kind of like this issue. Uh, it's it's definitely comic booky, and, and what I mean by that is it's very high paced, not so much emotion. It's more um, story driven, and take what you will out of that. It, there's some give and take there, but overall, I, I I'll tell you what I did like. I liked um oh I had it written down so I didn't, wouldn't forget. <laughs> oh darn it! And I think I deleted it by accident. Ah. Okay, so I'll I'll say what I did like. I liked the fact that I liked Michelangelo's leader. I thought he was great. I think he's a great fit as leader. I liked Raphael as the tactician. I even liked Leo, even though he was kind of mopey in some ways and withdrawn. Mm-hmm. But he was still a valuable asset to the to the turtles. Donnie, my favorite turtle, he was okay. I mean, he he played a very important role in blowing up the first Technodrome. Yeah. 
I just thought they missed the mark on the reunion. That's the only thing. So for me, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. I thought the humor was great in this in this issue. I love the flying turtle van. That I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and... kind of like, why, why haven't we gotten that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and not like I'm demanding one, but like that just seems like such an obvious thing. They're like, yeah, why haven't they had a flying turtle van? It seems like a Donatello thing. I wonder if he designed that before he was kidnapped. You know what's crazy, though, is like when you look at the van from the outside, it doesn't look as big as it does on the inside. Like they have a dinosaur in there. <laughs> like, just, like, yeah, out. a fully grown one. Like there's a dinosaur <laughs> just sitting there eating Cheez-Its. And, you know, it just <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, and it flies. And this is why you do not apply logic to Ninja Turtles. Because no. <laughs> Because every now and then, there's a dinosaur in their van. <laughs> <laughs> Which I is the it. most ridiculous sentence van. I ever said in my life. <laughs> but can't you get a dinosaur in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the ultimate test, yes. I, was, I, I wasn't I was a big fan. You know what? I'm, I kind of feel... My, my big problem with this episode with, episode, with this comic is Leonardo. Because he just, sure. he's OP, he has plot armor... He's not meant to get hurt. He's not going to get hurt. And like everything is just flipping easy to him. And all of a sudden I understand why a lot of people don't like Leonardo that much because he is the A plus student. And like now even more so. Now he's the A plus student that got to give the valedictorian speech and got the extra credit that he didn't need. <laughs> but That's a good way to put it. Yeah, right? And also what what you had said about you wish that there was more to the reunion. Yeah, a little bit more impact. The ending of this book, the last three pages, is the reunion that you want. It just didn't, That's true. I'll give you that. It just didn't happen when you thought it would happen. So by the time you get to the end of the issue, you just automatically assume that, oh, well, this is just what the end of Turtles books is about. At the end of every storyline, they're either really depressed or really happy. There's no middle ground for them. And, like, the last couple of pages, page um, 24 here specifically, is all four of the turtles back together in the big van that can hold a dinosaur. And they're all about to go invade Paris, which is another sentence I never thought I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, talking this issue through with you has kind of turned me around on it a little bit. I, it's still not my favorite thing. But, it, I mean, it doesn't happen Not every issue of the Ninja Turtles has to be my favorite, but like this is that this one, this like three, maybe four pages of this comic saves the entire issue for me where it is just all four of at the end of the day, these are still the Ninja Turtles. They still have the character aspects that we like at this point, it makes sense that, you know what? 35 year old Leonardo Michelangelo is still like 15 year old Michelangelo, but like, not when he's in the middle of battle is not when he should act like that. But yeah, but you know, it shows like there's great, there's this great um, explanation of everybody's character within this one page where like Raphael's smiling and he's taking care of his pet dinosaur. Michelangelo's looking out for everybody. Donatello's back and Donatello's just happy to be there. Because, hey, I'm not in jail anymore. And <laughs> Leonardo has made the decision to be with his brothers again and stay out of the... Seemingly, he's not going to hang out in the astral plane for a little while and be with his family. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely that reunion that you wanted. It just happened in the wrong place. Okay. I mean, I'll give you that. If, if that's... The second time around, I, I got that more. The first reading, I was like, what? This seems so rushed, but then on the second reading, I get that. Yeah. That makes more sense. And it actually makes me like the issue more that we did get that payoff at the end. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because, like, when they reunited with Donatello, it was in the middle of a battle, you know? So you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't have that time to be like, hey, bro, you know? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I know. I, I guess I was wanting it all right then and there, yeah. you know, like this, this just hugging – Keep in mind, there's Utram surrounding them. Yes. You know, it's, this is a battle for life and death here. And I guess I was wanting, you know, the, this big hug, this big monologue of how much we missed you. All of a sudden, you were expecting, like, the theme song to Perfect Strangers to start playing. <laughs> Standing tall. <laughs> I was. I was. Well, you know what? I mean, like, to be fair, like, this, this, ish, this is one issue. It's 30 pages. 
I don't even think it's 30 pages. I think it's like yeah, it's 26 pages. Yeah, a lot happens here. Yeah. You know, so you, they had every page had to count. Yes, I agree with that. So like, and I get that. I mean, so like just just from a story, just from a writing standpoint, you had to pick your battles of when you put certain moments that you knew you wanted to hit. And you know, re- talking through it with you and hearing what was the what was the lady that um sent us the email? Oh, Alessandra. Alessandra, thank you. Hearing what she had to say about it, I definitely agree with her, but I also agree with you that, yeah, it's got a lot of faults. There's a lot of dents in this storyline, but, like, really at the end of the day, it's got a, it's, it's a cool story, you know? Yeah. I, you know what I think would be – I mean, this is basically the ending of Terminator, you know, like uh, – Oh, true. You know, this is basically true. a Terminator story. That's, that's right. This is Judgment Day. But, yeah, this is – I mean, like, this this comic is I, – I would like this comic more – if this was the new Ninja Turtles universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, can you imagine so like serious. this is the beginning of a new ongoing series? Like that. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be really cool. It's like, I mean, like you could even say it's like not continuity. Maybe, you know, sure. it's just like, it'll become continuity if it's popular they, enough. You know, they could pull, they could pull the, um, Star Wars thing and be like, this is Ninja Turtles legends. Or, you know what? They could pull a Ninja Turtles adventures and yeah, the IDW awesome. guys meet their future selves, and like you have, fast forward, yeah, you have fast <laughs> forward or future tense or whatever else, you know. Oh, one thing we forgot to talk about uh, that I did write down. It says um, I was talking about the people who are helping the turtles battle the Utroms. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you got Sally and the Pride Fighters. Yeah, the new Earth Protection Force. Did you catch that? The new Earth Protection Force. Is that all the? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, all the Triceratons there. I think they're their separate army. They're separate. Uh, okay. No, I yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, I was like, ooh, what happened to the old one? I, I wondered about that. I'm like, ooh, that was interesting because that's a major part of our storyline right now in, in in the current run. And then, of course, you got the Triceraton army, and then Harold, Lilia's robot, Robo Battalions are all battling the Utrons. Yeah. So those were the four different uh, armies beside from the Turtles. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in this one. No kidding. So I, th- I thought it was I thought it was good without spoiling current stuff. Well, yeah, I mean you can. I mean they could say whatever they want. You know, it's like this is twenty years in the future, and it's not continuity anyway. Yeah, I know you can make up anything at that point. You know yeah. what? You know what would be hilarious is like th- if this they call this twenty twenty. It's like twenty years in the future, and like next year we find out that this is actually the status quo, and they were just trying to <laughs> ease us into it because it's so different. <laughs> That's a way to do it. Because, like, there's so many implications here. Like, Casey Jones isn't there. April's not there. Baxter's not there. Splinter's not there. Karai, nobody's there. Like, it looks like all the mystic people and all the human characters, all of them are gone. Mm -hmm. You know, like... For some reason. It kind of makes you think that uh, science trumps mysticism, you know? Yeah, very true. So, uh, IDW is Illuminati confirmed, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, the question of the week, guys, is what did you all think of the IDW 2020 issue? I've read some folks liked it, and I've read some folks didn't like it. So you guys email into us, and, and we'd be happy to share your, your email on the show. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Were you meh? Just let us know. And also, I want to apologize to our buddy Calabunga Chris. We just ran out of time reading your email, but I will read that on the, in the beginning of the next episode. And I think Josh and I are finally going to return to the 2003 Fox Fox cartoon, Season 1, Episode 12, which is titled The Unconvincing Turtle Titan. Yay, the garbage man <laughs> comes back. No, no, no. This is, this is a different one, I promise. But we're, we're halfway done with uh, Season 1. And I, I well, you know, the more I years. watch... You know, <laughs> to get halfway through with season one. So, you know, we got plenty of content to talk about for pretty much the rest of our lives. Uh, just if there, if the Turtles were not to make anything else new from this day on, January, well, no, February 2nd on, we still would have more to talk about than we could ever imagine. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, it's, I, I think every episode at one point or another, we talk about how IDW didn't finish the story they set up, you know, just... Yeah, <laughs> you were so close. You're at issue ninety one. So close. Come on. <laughs> He'd be bitter about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So our email address, if you'd like to reach out to us again, is turtleflakespodcast at gmail dot com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes, and we have a Facebook group page at facebook dot com slash groups slash turtleflakes. Guys, ah, I'm calling it. I think by the next episode, one of our listeners is going to help us out and leave us a message on the Turtlecom hotline. I really miss hearing from you all, so please give us a call. Uh, it's all toll-free. Our number is 
309-4875. If you want to talk about the 2020 issue, if you want to talk about what's going on in IDW Comics or your favorite toys, whatever you want. If it's Turtles related, we will definitely play it on the show. So please, I'm I'm begging you, somebody give us a call. Let us know you're out there. Let us know you're listening, and we will uh, be happy to hear from you. Also want to give a big slice of pizza to our friends at tmntentity.blogspot.com. That is Mark Pellegrini's uh, blog where he reviews a lot of Turtle comics. Big uh, encyclopedia source for us. Major respect goes out to him and everything he's done for the Turtles community. And another uh, good friend of ours, Anthony Hernandez, a.k.a. BatBomb82 on YouTube. He has a radical podcast dedicated to the classic and modern Ninja Turtle toys called Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. So check him out on YouTube. It's all family-friendly, great stuff, and he's a wonderful artist as well. So uh, go ahead and check him out. Also, we're proud partners of the Retro Gaming Times magazine. They just released their January issue not too long ago, and um, I guess their next issue will be out in March. And I'm going to try to write an article on a Ninja Turtle game. I just got to pick one and try to get that ball rolling there. And last but not least is Josh's Turtle Tracks blog. Would you like to talk about that, Jose? Uh, yeah, you can find me on the turtletracksblog.com. Um, it is a website where I just talk about pretty much whatever I'm reading, uh, whatever I'm watching, whatever I'm playing at the time. Um, you know, I do a lot of uh, toy reviews. I do a lot of movie reviews, uh, video game uh, musings. Um, actually, I don't do a lot of reviews. I just kind of just write about what's going on in the moment. And uh, I do a lot of retrospective pieces. Um, and also, you can find me on YouTube on the Turtle Tracks games, where you can watch videos of me playing video games terribly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if that's your fancy, you can find me on TurtleTracksBlog.com, or you can find me at Turtle Tracks Games on YouTube. Yep, if you want to make fun of Josh's gaming, check him out on YouTube. Yeah, you, you know, I just i i i've had I've had a lot of fun uh, putting those videos together. I did. I did a video yesterday where I played through the entire uh, DLC for Batman Arkham Knight, uh, this uh, story DLC called A Matter of Family, where you play as Batgirl. And oh, cool. it took me like an hour and a half to play through it, and I had to whittle that down to a 30-minute video. Well, that's awesome. I- I'm going to have to check it out. I think I saw your first one you did, the Friday the 13th one. Yeah. Uh, so I've got some catching up to do. Yeah. yeah. I've only got like six videos on there right now because I'm trying to do a video like every... I, it sucks because I try to do a video like Wednesday and Friday is when I want to upload videos. And I I recorded like six videos just so I could have them in the bank. And I got so excited to share them, I just put them all up yesterday. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that goes, yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, that kind of reminds me. Um, I'm working on recording the first episode of Turtle Tales, the short podcast I was telling you about, about on the last episode. Yeah, I'm going to try to get that released in March. But yeah, I'm trying to get a few episodes in the bank. And there's there's part of me that always just wants to just throw it out there, uh, you know, right away. But I'm going to try to get a few episodes in the bank and just release one per month, you know. So that way, if I get behind, I've got, you know, I don't have to feel the pressure of getting one out as soon as possible. So stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, and uh, one big slice of pizza goes out to our, our very dear friend and our hero, Jim Lawson, for designing that logo, as well as the Turtle Flakes logo we've had for years. So, um, uh, And the last thing I'd like to say, guys, if you wouldn't mind to send us an, a review on iTunes. Also, we're also on uh, Google Play and Podcast Addict. I am so sorry. One of our listeners reached out to us recently and said we weren't on Google Play anymore. And that's because we had an old Podomatic feed. But now we have everything transferred to our new website, our new hosting site. And it's a new RSS feed. Thanks to Jay Weezy and helping me through it because I don't know all that tech stuff. Uh, I was able to change everything around. And hopefully you should be getting the most recent stuff. And and please, uh, once again, we're a free show. We We pay for the hosting ourselves. If you one one thing that really does help us a lot is a review on iTunes, you know, and and you can be brutally honest. If there's anything you you don't like, please let us know, you know, in a constructive way. Just don't tell us we're a bunch of idiots. We already know that. It, it means a lot to us, and it, it definitely helps out the show as well. Um, the more reviews you get with any show, the the more it, it it's showcased, and more people can find us. That's just the way Apple algorithm for podcasting works. So, thank you for the reviews we've received. We haven't gotten one in almost a year. That's the only reason I'm asking. I'd just love to hear from you all and get some feedback. But that's enough of that. I won't grovel any more than I already have. But on behalf of uh, Josh and myself, oh, I almost forgot. Josh, what kind of pizza are we going to have to close out another Totally Tulu episode of Turtle Flakes? I don't care. You pick. 
Nothing was uh, real on it this week, man. All right. Here's Dumbest my pick. thing ever saw in my life. Oh, get out of here. It was great. Oh, you you picked uh, blueberry and Greek yogurt last time. That was healthy. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, regret, I, I regret my decisions. Oh, I understand. I understand. I well, just had my... Uh, just had a terrible moment where I was just thinking to myself, man, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> well, all right, dudes, to do that. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for your, all your support over the years. And on behalf of Josh and myself, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and enjoy a mega slice of chicken and pineapple pizza. Calabunga, dudes. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, you gotta say Calabunga, buddy. No. <laughs> Let's thank Cowbunger for that. No. All right, I'll do it in your voice. Cowbunger, everyone. Cowbunger. <laughs> you know what I sound like to you? What? <laughs> hey, you kind of sound like Ruck, you know. Yeah. Hey, you wager. <laughs> so it sound like an idiot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, no, you do not. You, you, just, you, know, you just sound chill all the time. And sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even saying just going like I just sound like a car turning over. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, what's the best Starburst candy? Everyone says the pink one, right? Wrong. I agree. Watermelon. That's not watermelon flavor, is it? Doesn't matter. That's what we call it. That's what dudes call it. No, I, see, I think it tastes like strawberry. You can't say it's the pink one. Well, why not? Because you're a man. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I guess That's not actually what, what I there. believe. I don't care. I'll <laughs> You open a pack of Starburst, it's every third one. That's the one I want to eat. It's, yeah. Oh, yes. I know it. I know. The odds are ever in our favor. They need to make, like, a... They they need this... I don't know if they do this, but just a quick tangent here. They need... You know how they have Starburst in the bag? And stuff that, like, tube? They need to make a bag of pink Starburst. Just, like, pink Starburst. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the the bag of just the Crunch Berries. Yeah, the Oops All Berries? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crunch Berries. Horrible for you, God! God. Oh, they're terrible for you. They're, but they're my favorite ones. Oh, they're my favorite, right? I know, I know. Dude, like I actually cut my gum open on eating a uh, Captain Crunch one time. <laughs> it's like for a round cereal. It's freaking angular. Yeah, it's got it's it's kind of abrasive. Just the, the yeah, I it's, can understand. It's like eating wall insulation. <laughs> But it tastes so good. I thought you've done that. I have. <laughs> okay, funny story. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. No, never mind. No, we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I but, fell uh... into some wall insulation. Mm-hmm. We were at, we we used to have a fireplace in our house, or before we bought this house, there was a fireplace that they put a wall covering over, but they just left the fireplace portion empty, so it was just a wall over it, and so we had to stuff it with insulation. And I slipped and fell on this big thing of insulation. And insulation is full of fiberglass. Mm -hmm. And it just gets into your skin. And it just, it took me, I had to shower like 12 times to get all that fiberglass out of me. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Because it it like basically stabs into your skin and stays there. It doesn't hurt. That's why you're so itchy. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, but it's super itchy. Yeah, well, bless your heart. You've been through it, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, man. Don't. don't. Attacked by insulation, I'm you, telling you. You don't want to see my basement. Man, it's terrible. <laughs> so, oh, oh, gosh. I would, I, okay, I would understand. Google okay. Images. Save search. Stop it. Off. Okay. Don't listen to him. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be family friendly, you host. I'm not telling him what to look up. I just told him where. Oh. Don't ask how I know. Stop. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's front. move on. So. Will you stop it? <laughs> Jay Weezy wanted to know, so I had to look up for him. <laughs> oh, what a good friend you are. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like into the Terminator uh, movie with Christian Bale in it. You know, so... Uh, uh, 
was that Salvation? Genesis, uh, yeah, Salvation. You didn't like that movie? I did not. That's my oh, least dude, favorite I thought one. That one was That's awesome. my least favorite. Oh, I couldn't stand that one. I love the new one. I I haven't seen Genesis yet, but like I I I really wish that Christian Bale had more to do in that movie. But oh, okay, yeah. Did you ever hear the original ending of that movie? No. That like the big reason like. You, uh, the big reason that movie was a failure is because they had to add a lot more to the budget because they had to completely reshoot the ending. Oh, wow. And, like, the ending of that movie... Spoilers for Terminator Salvation here. But, like, the original ending to that movie is, like, you remember it, uh, the ending that we saw in theaters, uh, Marcus, that cyborg, the first cyborg dude, had to, had to have a heart transplant with John Connor so John would live because he was dying because he was shot in the heart. Uh-huh. So the original, and you're to blame. The original ending, and the they actually shot this and they test screened it and they test screened horribly. But ah. like, the original ending was um, a sub protocol activated in um, in uh, Marcus the cyborg, and he became a full on Terminator. And he, uh, wow, he. Um, Oh, what happened? So I can't really figure out how to explain this. So basically what happened was, was he basically put John Connor's skin on his skeleton and he was now John, this Terminator was now John Connor. Wow. Leading the resistance. And he, and it was going to be, that was going to be the end of the movie where like John Connor was basically going to kill all of humanity under the guise of being humanity's savior. Wow, that's cool. It's dark. I, I guess I understand why a lot of people wouldn't like that. It's super dark. Yeah, right. And it yeah. it tested poorly. And then we got the ending that we got, which was still a good ending. I mean, like he had to give John Connor his heart uh, because he was. Sh- I think John Connor was shot in the heart. And, um, and you're to blame. What? You give love. I said, and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. Oh. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that, was, that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is a Ninja Turtle podcast, sorry. But, uh, yes, yeah. I'm here. Hey, so, sorry, I was about to say that I was a little bit late. Uh, Grayson blew up, so I had to change his diaper. Oh, God, yeah, no. <laughs> Great, my Grayson had a, a fit because Nicole, poor Nicole, she's down there with the babies and she's making her, she was going to make her a bagel and Grayson Aww. says, but you said I could have a sandwich and <laughs> she's pretty tore up over that. What? No, you're not downstairs. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? No, how? What are you doing? I know you said, "Hey, (laughs) hey, go downstairs, okay? I'll be there soon." Okay, love you. All right. Isaac, close the door. Isaac. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Hey, if anyone understands, well. Oh, gosh, I, I was telling Chris Best, like, sorry, you have to change his diaper. She's holding Lear and she's asleep right now. Yeah. She's like, sorry, you have to change his diaper. Tell Josh. And I was like, oh, you kidding me? He understands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>